Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Welcome to a soccer pub edition of Bet the Edge on Thursday, March 16th. Thanks to everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up, Neil Atkinson of the Anfield Rap will join us to comment on Jurgen Klopp's impact on Liverpool and European soccer. We also identify what's going on with the Reds. Are they for real or are they sliding down the table? And we'll also analyze if Klopp's former team, Arsenal, has the Premier League wrapped up. And of course, as you guys know, Drew and I will give our best bets for match week 28. All that coming up right now. Drew I'm going to set the stage here. It's a great time to bring Neil in because anybody who loves European soccer, they watched what happened in, uh, last night against Real Madrid. Liverpool could not get the result they wanted. They did have a massive mountain to climb. There were only been two teams to erase a 3-0 aggregate score on the road in Champions League history, one of those being Liverpool. But it was a massive <laughs> mountain. Welcome to the show, Neil. How are you doing today? Oh, very well indeed. It's not good getting beat, uh, but sometimes you've got to take your medicine a little bit, and Liverpool definitely got a bit of medicine from Real Madrid over the two legs. Got to be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think it was interesting, uh, you know, watching the match. One of What Real Madrid do probably the best when they have elitist counter, uh, guys like Vinicius Jr., who can get on the break and, and make life difficult. I knew it was going to be a tough match. I was really surprised how much, uh, Real Madrid were able to bring the game to uh, Liverpool. But, I mean, when you're playing on the road, it's a huge, huge feat to kind of overcome one of those kind of deficits. Yeah, I mean, the whole tie is sorted at Anfield. You know, 5-2 is such a big deficit, and it was frustrating yes. on that night because Liverpool just needed to hold the nerve. Um, mm-hmm. And when it goes 3-2 uh, immediately after half time, they just lack the ability to do that effectively. And it's it's tough, um, you know, it, the Real Madrid then punished Liverpool and punished them very, very well indeed. But even at like 4-2 down, Liverpool were, were, were I thought, just just a bit daft, a bit silly, a little bit sort of uh, too determined to look to get a goal back quickly. Mm-hmm. What Real Madrid are brilliant at, you know, and they've been brilliant at last season, is just understanding that these games, you know, you've got 180 minutes minimum, you might have 210 minutes, and at some point the game will come to you. And when it came to them at Anfield, they did a brilliant job. And they did a good good enough job at holding Liverpool at arm's length last night. I'd like to have seen a little bit more from the Reds. Uh, I think they could have maybe time the run a little bit differently. The smarter move might have been not to start with the four forwards, especially if you're <laughs> going to need to take Nunez and Jota off. Maybe have them to come on on 55 into a nil-nil game and say, all right, it'll just be half an hour of madness and we'll see where we all end up at the end of it. They didn't do that and they end up, uh, you know, Liverpool end up sort of going out with a little bit of a whimper. So 
it is a shame in one sense, but it was all decided at Anfield. It wasn't decided last night. Yeah, that's fair. And that was a very, it was a very unsettling match. None of it made sense, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it, like I, I felt at times like it could be three zero Liverpool, really. And I'm like, how how are we, how are we still nil nil here? This is a, uh, it was a, it was very confusing. And actually, like this entire Liverpool season hasn't really felt right because they have been so, uh, per, you know, relatively stable. Like they're not a team that I think of that has huge swings in performance of high, you know, huge highs, huge lows, uh, you know, big, uh, you know, variants. And uh, I think a ton of the credit to, uh, you know, being such a stable kind of considered, a, you know, powerhouse really goes to Jurgen Klopp, which is I think where I want to pivot here uh, and ask you about the documentary and ask you about Jurgen in general. Like, what is it about his presence that has uh, made him such a singular force to, you know, elevate Liverpool to this status in the world uh, and uh, become such, such a successful manager. One of the things that comes through in doing the documentary, the stuff in there that I didn't know about his time at Mainz, especially, uh, and his time at Dortmund, uh, as well as obviously his, his excellence uh, that he's demonstrated at Liverpool, is first and foremost, a lot of this is, is Jürgen channeling his essence uh, as a person, the way in which he, he sort of the way in which he thinks about football, yes, but I think about life and about about the way in which he interacts with the people around him. Um, and there is something which is something which is so deeply sort of human about Jurgen Klopp and his leadership style. You know, I, I find him a, a fascinating figure in, in in a couple of senses. But if I say I don't think there's much more beneath the surface, what I mean is if we accept that he's a very intelligent man who's got a lot of very, very um, warm human values and that he genuinely does look to get the best out of everyone he's working with. If we accept all of that, what I mean there is, that, therefore then, is that what the documentary shows is how he's honed that over many a year. Um, so the, there's some excellent stuff in there. The first three will be out for, well, the first one is out and available on YouTube and the second and third will be available on YouTube uh, next week. Uh, and then uh, the fourth and fifth are going behind our paywall uh, for a period of time at the Anfield Wrap. But the Mainz insights as to he grows, becomes a manager, the way he sees the game, the way in which he wants to get the best out of everyone he works with, the best out of the people around them. He wants this idea of there needs to be competition within the squad, but there needs to be security. He doesn't want three players for a position. He wants two players for a position. So he moves up player on and says he's a good player and there's a story of a manager he's talking to who's, who, and he says why are you, why do you want to get rid of this player you keep telling me he's good why don't you use him uh, and the the, 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 the Jürgen says because I have three if I had two it would be fine but I have three and so I can't say that there's competition here and I think Jürgen th there is this real essence that he wants the best for everyone he wants the best for everyone he's around and he wants to make them the best versions of themselves and that's pure coaching uh, and that's what Jürgen's about Neil, I must say, first and foremost, I absolutely loved the, the documentary on YouTube. I watched it and I'm probably a little too young to remember uh, Dortmund, uh, you know, yep. almost going bankrupt. So it was kind of like uh, me learning a little bit more and actually, you know, hearing from other people how it impacted them, how they were, you know, fearful for their job. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you. But since we're touching on how Jurgen Klopp has changed Liverpool, what is Liverpool's identity now? You know, this is a team that just got beat by United 7-0, lost to Bournemouth 1-0, and then just lost to Real Madrid 1-0. What is their, I mean, excuse me, that beat United, what is their real identity? Like, it's been kind of up and down. What do you see from this club as they stand now? I think this is the the key question for the next phase of Jurgen Klopp. He's never had to do this before. So he does seven years at Mainz and seven years at Dortmund, and he's now done seven seven years at Liverpool. Um, but Jurgen is he signed his new deal. He's staying until twenty twenty six, and what he's now got to do is transition his football team in a way that I just don't think he's had to do in the past. 
Um, and I think that's an interesting challenge. You know, I think that sides obviously get used to ways in which you play, first and foremost. Uh, but also, secondly, players themselves can become a little bit stale. Uh, that is a thing that can happen in amongst all of that. And there's also, you know, you yourself and how you see the game and how you see how you're going to interact with the game as a manager. And I don't think he's had to do this in any of his other jobs. I think he's, he's done unbelievable jobs everywhere he's been, including Liverpool. But this is a new phase. And I think the key question for Liverpool is Liverpool are clearly in transition. That's clear. It's apparent. Uh, that happens to a lot of sides. Some sides manage to transition and stay at the top. Liverpool haven't succeeded in that last season. I think they were beginning the process the season before. Uh, so I think last season you see a bit of transition from Liverpool, but not as much as you've seen now. And they haven't managed to stay at the top and stay in the Champions League uh, this campaign. But what's it moving to? How's it different? Is it just simply different players? Or is he looking to change his approach a little bit? Is he looking to add more creativity to the side? What does that come at the expense of? And I think that is a key question. On the whole, I feel as though, you know, Liverpool... Talk of Liverpool's overall demise, I think, is is vastly overstated. Um, I think yeah. that there's, I think it's a side that will right itself. I think there's been injury issues this 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 year. I don't think, don't get me wrong, I don't think a number of people, footballers, uh, and the, the coaching staff, the manager himself, have had their best seasons by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that'll come back and it'll come back strong. And you know, I'm I'm of the view that as long as they can find the way to a top four finish, Liverpool, then I feel as though they'll summer strongly. And they'll come out the other side with it. With, we'll be able to really see what the the next phase of Jurgen Klopp's blueprint is. I'm absolutely certain he has a blueprint. I'm absolutely certain he has a way he wants this Liverpool team to play, and he knows which players he wants to keep and which ones he wants to move on. And I think we'll see that as well in the summer. And then I think we'll see Liverpool come again. But it is important to come top four. Yes, I, and you know what? Uh, speaking of top four, Liverpool right now plus one seventy five. We had the odds up on the screen if you were watching live. I think that's worth the try. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's <laughs> worth the punt. Plus 175 to finish top four looks like a bet, bet to me. Uh, the landscape of the Premier League standings is pretty locked at the top three. No one's falling out of the top three. However, that fourth spot is absolutely up for grabs. It absolutely is. And uh, I'm try- I, if I had fandom in the, you know, I, and I, I try to be neutral because I'm a sports better, you have to kind of, you know, set aside fandom. But if I had a, you know, a, a team and a coach that I especially cheer for, it is Liverpool and it is Jurgen Klopp. So I'm trying not to be biased here, but I do think uh, they absolutely have a way in. I don't believe in, uh, in Tottenham. And I think uh, the only other team with enough quality that could realistically get into the top four is Chelsea. And they are too far back. Uh, so I would, I, uh, yeah. I think Liverpool. I think they're going to do it. I think we've got a really good chance. There's, 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 there's a run of games coming the other side of the international break where Liverpool play Manchester City away, Chelsea away, and then Arsenal at home, which is going to be a tough run. Um, yeah. But Liverpool this season, because they've been inconsistent, they've done well against a lot of the, 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 the top sides, and then drop points away at Bournemouth, drop points away at Nottingham Forest. One of the things about aiming for top four is that ultimately you're coming up against sides who are flawed. You know, I'm we're a flawed side ourselves. So I think the idea that you've got to win every match is is, is not the case. Um, you know, and I think that I'm not expecting Tottenham to win every game. You know, I don't feel it's not trying to it's not trying to battle with Manchester City at the top of the Premier League where you feel as though in any game any week where you do not win, you are in real trouble and you've you've really fallen back. I've got a level of confidence this Liverpool side can sort it out. The Bournemouth result was a real blow. I think if Liverpool had beaten Bournemouth, I can see the odds there. You yeah, know, I think that I think that that would just that would be flipped between Tottenham and Liverpool. I think if Liverpool had beaten Bournemouth, I think that would be flipped. I think that you know that that it'll be those results that you'll regret if Liverpool don't find their way into the top four. But I I like our chances. I do like our chances, not least because I don't overly rate this Tottenham side either. 
So real, real quick, the uh, four sports betters. You say, "Oh, it's a shame they lost to Bournemouth." I'm. I look at it as, "Thank goodness they did," because we can yes. get this kind of price. We yes. would not have a shot at plus one seventy five. Well, wait, wait way. until they play Man City and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Then as way the two away games. So maybe hang on and then and then make <laughs> okay. your move. Then yeah, Mark. Yeah, great point. Timing your market entry is extremely important. However, I think they can get the better at Chelsea. So that's why I think it's worth firing now. That's it. Um, <laughs> I, I've got to ask you the key question on the mind of everyone who handicaps the uh, the EPL is Arsenal or Man City. This is really, really, really tough. We've had moments during the season where it looked like Man City, they may be, maybe they'll have a points penalty. Is this like an, a, a smash, smash Arsenal? Like, you know, Ars- and then other times where it's like, wow, Arsenal looks primed to fade. Like this is the perfect time to bet, you know, to bet Man City. I have taken no action whatsoever in this market and I cannot figure it out. How do you read uh, the home stretch here for Arsenal? And can they hold off a Man City squad that is clearly the most talented, but has... Uh, you know, has a has a deficit to make up. The key run for Arsenal is the run now into when they go to Manchester City. Manchester City beat them three one at their place, and if they're within three points of Arsenal uh, when that fixture comes back around at Manchester City's ground at the Etihad, then I think Manchester City win, and then I think they go on and win the title. Um, so for me, that is your, your your key question, the key marker at this stage of proceedings is can Arsenal hold them at arm's length uh, through that run. If they can, uh, you know, they've got Crystal Palace this weekend. I think they'll, they'll win that game. They've got then, then they've got Leeds at home. I think they'll win that game. They've got to come to Anfield on Sunday, the 9th of April. Then they've got to go to West Ham. They'll be fighting for their lives. Um, and they're two games that I feel as though could become trappy for this Arsenal side. I think they've, they've managed to shrug off a mini lull uh, that they had a, a few weeks back where you thought this, this, this could be going the wrong way for them. You know, the, 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 the 4-2 at Villa Park felt like a massive result. Uh, and coming back against Bournemouth, late winner, felt like a massive result. I always think in football, you can view these things in two ways. One is, oh my God, they're showing the strength of character of, of champions. The other one is, they're getting themselves into the situation where they need to do this sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I, if you were asking me right now, if I was going to get involved in this one, and I haven't got involved in it either, to be, to be clear, but if I was going to get involved in this one, I will be getting involved on the Manchester City side. And, wow. I, think, and I think if you were to do City now, there's a week coming, as I say, where Manchester City have got uh, Liverpool at home and Arsenal have got Liverpool away. And I think Liverpool will beat Arsenal at Anfield. Um, Liverpool's record this season at Anfield, they beat Manchester City, beat Manchester United 7-0. Um, you know, you can go through the, the, the side that played at the top of the pile this season. Liverpool have tended to win. They've only lost one game at home all season and it was a late winner to Leeds United uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a frustrating affair. So I think Liverpool will take, at the very least, take points off Arsenal, but I think we'll beat them. Um, and then from, you know, allowing for injuries and things. So I think this is, I, I, I feel as though at the minute, uh, I feel as though the scales are ever so slightly tipped in Manchester City's favour. While I'm actively rooting for Arsenal for Jay Crouch, who's a huge <laughs> Arsenal supporter, I do kind of feel like Arsenal's pace is a little unsustainable here. Like Manchester City's on pace yeah. for 86 points. 86 points would have won him, what, three of the last four Premier League titles. So I, I kind of think that Manchester City, you know, if they continue their pace, it's going to be hard for Arsenal to keep up. Neil, thank you for your time. But before we let you go, I know you're very busy with the United States travel coming up. Tell us what you're going to be doing in the States with the Jurgen Klopp documentary. 
Yeah, so we're coming over to the to the uh, to the well to North America as a whole. We're in Toronto first uh, on Wednesday okay. the twenty second, uh, and then we're in Boston. Uh, sorry, and then we're in Detroit on the Thursday, but that one sold out. Uh, and then we're in uh, Boston on the Friday, New York on the Saturday, and Philadelphia on the Sunday, and then uh, Washington on the Monday. But that one sold out as well. So if people are interested for that weekend, uh, come and see the Anfield Rap live. It's uh, Phoenix Landing in Boston, uh, Carragher's Bar in New York, and Brauhaus Schmidt in uh, Philadelphia uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There, the Klopp documentary. All three will be on. Well, part one is already on YouTube two and three are moving on to YouTube next week number three is absolutely brilliant it tells the frustrating story of Mainz where they one year don't get promoted by a point the next year they don't get promoted by a goal it is hugely dramatic stuff and, and Jürgen Klopp cries uh, and that is uh, that is it's very much worth watching and then four and five episodes four and five the final two episodes uh, about Jürgen's successes at the club he's been at and the legacy he leaves they'll be available uh, via the Anfield Raps app uh, and that'll all be done by uh, week on Monday uh, so all that to look forward to. Loads and loads of Jurgen Klopp stuff and everything anyone needs with reference to Liverpool on the Anfield wrap. Neil, thank you so much for your time. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank I'll you, be yes. sure to check out the rest of the documentary. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Well, Drew, with, uh, with Neil leaving, I have to say, that documentary really made me want to go to Mainz for Carnival. It looks absolutely <laughs> like breathtaking, fun. No, no. Uh, I, I think they said somewhere like there was a beer in everyone's hand. Uh, speaking of beer in everyone's hand, World Baseball Classic. Baseball season is here. The new MLB season, new rules, new stars. So pair it with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com forward slash draft guide and use pin it 25 to save 25% at checkout. Drew, let's talk about our favorite Premier League bets of the weekend. What you got for me? Well, I can talk about Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp for another hour, but <laughs> it is important to pivot to the action on the pitch this week. And can you believe it's already match day 28? And it's been a Crazy. very, 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 uh, un- it's been a very unique season with the World Cup, of course, in the, uh, you know, break in the middle here. But um, I I feel like the home stretch, we really do start to see the quality uh, you know, really cream rise to the t- to the top. We talked about Liverpool potentially making a run for top four. I think Chelsea clearly gets into the top six because they yes. have they've effectively figured it out. A couple of weeks ago, we were on here. We were like, oh, man, what is what is happening? Like the the talent does not match the results. Like, are they are they ever going to get it? Well, they got it. Uh, yep. They're taking on now a, a, a Tottenham. Excuse me. They're taking on now a um, an Everton team that I find. I think is overrated by market because of a recent run of form that is entirely fueled by taking on teams that were in bad spots on the road. Now the shoe is on the other foot. Everton is not a good away team whatsoever. Uh, And I think Chelsea can pull this one from, you know, take this one wire to wire. Uh, I'm, I agree with the full, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the market that Chelsea should be in the minus two forty range. But I do think that you have a value play in Chelsea first half, Chelsea full-time. I think they can go, uh, you know, get a lead, uh, hold off uh, an Everton squad that really is just, you know, they, if anything, this feels like an exhale here. Like yeah. they don't expect a result. Like they've gotten themselves out of the bottom three. Uh, and I think Chelsea just takes them to the woodshed. So uh, Chelsea full halftime, Chelsea full time, uh, plus 115 is value for me. I think that should be in the pick'em range. The fact that we're getting it at plus 115 is a play. Yeah, I was going to be all over this Chelsea match in some facet. Team total <laughs> minus 140, which is a little juicy, but it's you take great. them minus one and a half, it's like plus 140. Uh, I like this look. I'm actually going to go with Brentford versus Leicester City. One thing we know about Brentford is they play tough at home. They score goals. But I don't want to take their team total. I don't want to pay that much juice. I'm going over two and a half goals. Uh, This has a a 54% hit rate at home for the Bees and a 68% hit rate away from Leicester City. People might want to complicate it. They might want to say both teams to score and over two and a half. But there is a realistic possibility that Brentford wins this match 3-0. The Bees are scoring 2.08 goals per home match. But still, I don't know if I trust them entirely defensively to take them on, on the goal line. Uh, they are they do have an XG of 1.78 at home, which is it's 1.95 on the road, which is still yeah, very, yeah. very high. Yeah, that's borderline elite, and I yeah. love, love this look. Love, love the look. Uh, these foxes. This looks like offense, offense, offense. 
Yeah, man. Hey, this was fun, Drew. It's always a great time when we're in the soccer pub. Guys, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you out with your wagers. Thanks to those of you watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe. And for Drew Densick, I'm Brad Thomas. Have a great and wonderful day. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.